Welcome and thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I'm Marvin Telemontis, the pastor of River Rock Fellowship. Hope this inspires you and builds up your faith and helps you to see that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Faith says, I believe. Now listen to some of the titles that appear on the tabloids found in grocery stores all over the United States. I mean, throughout the years, right? Here's one of them. It says, cow mattresses help cows produce more milk. Or mom on diet of only chicken lays huge egg. Or World War II bomber found on the moon. Another one. Woman gives birth to a two-year-old baby. Child walks and talks in three days. And then the last one here. Adam and Eve, their bones were found in Asia. Eve was a space alien. (laughs) How many of you have said, it never ceases to amaze me just how gullible people are to believe such things. Well, good old P.T. Barnum, he said this. He said, there's a sucker born every minute. I'm sure at some level he was right. It seems that there's just no limit to what some people are willing to believe. The sad thing is that some people believe in nonsense. Being gullible is certainly a word that can be used to describe a lot of different people. I know throughout my life I've been gullible at times, and maybe you have as well. But gullible has also been used to describe the believer, the Christian. People who consider themselves to be logical, people who say, I'm rational and I'm educated, have said that Christians are gullible for having faith in God. They're the same kind of people who said Louis Pasteur, his theory of germs is a ridiculous fiction. Yet Louis Pasteur was the one who revealed to us that the invisible is affecting the visible. He realized that even though we couldn't see germs, that we needed to wash hands and that hygiene was important for there to be good medical attention and good health. Well, Check this out. From Western Union, it's an internal memo, and it read from 1876. This telephone has too many shortcomings to be seriously considered as a means of communication. Or, everything that can be invented has been invented by Charles H. Duell. Oh, he happened to be the commissioner of the U.S. Office of Patents, 1899. The last one says, man will never reach the moon regardless of all future scientific advances. (laughs) His name, Dr. Lee DeForest. I guess he created the TV. As believers, we believe in an unseen God. And we believe in miracles. And to the world, that is evidence of being gullible my friend there is absolutely nothing gullible about believing in god and believing in him doing miracles 
The Bible teaches that faith, that faith is the key to everything for the Christian. By faith, we come to Christ. By faith, we live our Christian lives out with joy and with gladness. Without faith, it's impossible to believe to please God. Hebrews tells us that. Faith is the core of all of Christianity. Well, let's begin with faith and see just what the Scripture has to say as it relates to our salvation and how we live our lives, especially in a season and in times like in what we're living in today. So let's go to Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. And Paul says, For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes. The Jew first and also the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in His sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by, say with me, faith. As the Scriptures say, it's through faith that a righteous person has life. In a lot of passages, Paul points out the truth that everyone who believes in the message of the gospel is saved from their sins. That's an act of faith. This shows us that Jesus is the center, is at the core of our faith. When Paul writes that, in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed. He is really speaking of the righteousness of our Lord Jesus the Christ. You see, Jesus Christ is the message of the gospel. The gospel centers on the person of Jesus Christ. It's all about His sinless life. The atonement that He provides for our sins. And the supernatural resurrection, that power that infuses us with salvation. He is the center of the gospel. And so, Jesus is the center of our faith. We can only be saved of what God has done, not what I want to do. The Bible teaches that we are sinners for two reasons, for our handouts. Number one, we're sinners, number one, by nature. We were born into sin. It says in Romans 5, start in verse 18, Therefore, just as one man's trespass led to condemnation for all, so one man's act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all. For just as by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. You know what this is saying? This is saying that we were born into sin because Adam sinned. Therefore, all of his offspring, all of humanity now has sin inside of them. At the moment of birth. So by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. There's another reason that we're all sinners. Number two, by choice. We sin on purpose. Romans 3.23 says, 
For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. We've all sinned. The fact is our sin nature and our sinfulness make us totally unable to save ourselves. But there's good news. The good news is this. Salvation has been made possible for us through God's Son, Jesus the Christ. We must first understand the message of the gospel to understand this. So we will know how we can actually be saved. So in Romans 1.17 it says, This good news tells us how God makes us right in His sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scripture says, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. The way that right, the, the righteousness of God is given to us is only through faith, not of works, right? Lest any man should boast. You see, that is why it is called good news. The righteousness of God is offered to us only if we exercise faith to receive it. In fact, we are told this righteousness comes to us only by faith. Faith is how we receive the righteousness of Christ. Faith is how we walk in the righteousness of Christ. But what is true faith after we have received His righteousness. Is faith now something that we do? <laughs> no. No, on the contrary, true biblical faith is never a work we perform. Because we are somehow good or worthy because of our works. The truth is, is we do good works out of our abundant love for God. And for no other reason. The true biblical faith is casting oneself wholly on to the Lord Jesus as your only hope for salvation. And faith is trusting in what Jesus did on the cross is all that you ever will need. You know, there was a man named John Patton. And he was translating the Bible for a a South Seas Island, a tribe there. And John Patton discovered that the natives did not have, linguistically speaking, in their language, they did not have a word for trust or for the word faith. One day, a native who had been working hard in the, came into the missionary's home and he just plopped himself down on one of his chairs and he just said, it is good to rest my whole weight on this chair. This became like an epiphany, a revelation to Patton. And he said, that's it. He said, I'll translate faith as resting one's whole weight on God. Folks, when we believe in God the way the Bible tells us to, we are indeed resting 
all of our whole weight, our body, our soul, our spirit, we're resting that all on Him. But it's also by faith that we live our lives every day. We must not trust in Christ just for our salvation, but we must also trust Him for how we live life daily. In our next text, Paul, well, he begins to quote from the Old Testament from one of the prophets named Habakkuk. Here in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4, it says, Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. We also find this quotation here in Galatians 3.11. So it is clear that no one can be made right with God by trying to keep the law or by trying to do works. For the scripture says it is through faith that a righteous person has life. Again, in Hebrews 10, 35 through 38. So do not throw away, catch that, do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Folks, we're all going through things together, especially in the last 11 months or so. The COVID and the election and all these things. It is easy to want to just take your faith and out of frustration, out of fatigue, and you just want to just toss it away. But here, the author of Hebrews tells us, don't throw away your confidence and trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. 36. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that He has promised. For in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay. And my righteous ones will live by faith. But I will take no pleasure to anyone who turns away. Faith is the only way a Christian can live. Some of the scriptures we've looked at today has what really moved and motivated and inspired a man by the name of Martin Luther. Martin Luther, well, he's the one who brought a spiritual revolution to all of Christianity. Martin Luther was a devout monk living in Rome, Italy. And he, like so many Christians, had been trying to earn his salvation by doing good works for the cause of God. Any one of us can relate to this story in that Martin truly became so frustrated in his faith. Now he wrote these words, and he wrote them to himself, and I quote, But what works? What works can come from a heart like mine? How can I stand before the holiness of my judge with works polluted in their very source? Referring to himself. These words may just seem strange and ancient to us, but simply put, Martin Luther was having a very hard time on how he saw Christianity, how he saw his own faith. And he was so discouraged with his relationship, with his God, 
And Martin Luther began to study a particular book in the Bible, the book of Romans. And he came across a passage of Scripture, and it said that the righteous, or the just, will live by faith. It it completely transformed him. God used that to begin to speak to Martin's heart. On another day, Martin Luther was in the church of St. John Lateran in Rome, where there was a set of some medieval stone marble stairs, which supposedly were the stairs leading up to Pilate's house in Jerusalem. I know it sounds strange. How can you be in Rome and then also be in Jerusalem? Apparently, some medieval legend says that St. Helena mother of the emperor Constantine the Great, brought the holy stairs or had them moved from Jerusalem and brought to Rome, Italy there, in 326 A.D. Now apparently these were supposed to be the stairs upon which Jesus literally had walked up to to be interrogated by Pontius Pilate. And they were called the Scala Sancta, or Holy Stairs. Many pilgrims to Rome would ascend these stairs, and it was mandatory to do it on their knees. And as they go up, there would be certain intervals, and there would be certain stains there that they could see that they say was literally the blood of Jesus that had dripped off of Him from all the beatings and the whippings. And it was there that God brought these words of Scripture to Martin Luther's mind. The just shall live by faith. While people, while he himself is climbing on his hands and his knees, trying to earn, trying to do an act, trying to do a work that would seem spiritual, that would give him favor with God. And as he's doing it, he's reminded that the just shall live by faith. Stopped him dead in his tracks. He was changed. You know that Martin Luther became the man God used to create the greatest revolution, the greatest reformation in the body of Christ. To this day, it's referred to as the great reformation of the 16th century. But notice that the scripture does not simply say that the righteous will be, be saved by faith. It declares that the righteous will live by faith. Faith is not just something by which we enter into a right relationship with God. Faith is also what we live with every single day. It is not that we come to Christ by faith and then we live by good works. It's we come to Christ by faith and we live in Christ by faith. In other words, faith becomes a way of life for each and every believer. Faith is the principle of life. The Bible calls all of us, every believer, to trust in Christ. We are called to believe in Christ. Do you believe? Do you truly trust Christ? 
Have you ever experienced in the Spirit that Christ is your Savior? Does your heart call out to Christ like a child? If you do not know Jesus, I want you to cast all of your, yourself on Him. All of the weight of body, soul, and spirit and cast it onto Him, fully relying on Him. A custom of the natives in, in New Guinea is told. A certain times they have these ritual songs and dances. Now, of course, this is a pagan ritual, foreign to us. They would work themselves all up in a frenzy. And, and the ritual culminated as what they were about to do was to sing the songs of murder. They, in which they would shout out before God the names of the people they wish they could kill or God would kill. But when the natives found Christ and they became Christ's followers, they became Christian Things changed, and they still continued doing the ritual, but the ritual changed in itself. All of a sudden, however, they no longer shouted the names of the people that they hated or had hurt them, but now they would name the sins that they hated and that God hated. And then they would call on God to destroy all of these sins in their life and in their community. A pagan culture had been captured for Christ. Maybe there are some sins in your life that are attacking your faith. Attacking your belief in the invisible God. God who does miracles. God who brings salvation. What is needed is something that is a simple, but so powerful. It's repenting. It's coming back to saying, I'm going to fully rely. I'm going to take all of my worry, all of my pain, all of my frustration, all of me, and I'm going to put all of that weight onto Him. With full faith, with full trust. Father, I just pray for each and every person looking. Father, maybe that one person who's never given their life to Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for their sins, that they could live forever and ever in your heaven with all those who live, their family, their friends, who have all gone ahead of them. God, I pray that they would give their life to Jesus. And for all of those who... Father, they're far from you right now. Maybe they've abandoned faith because of the fatigue and, Lord, because of sin and whatever other reason, but they know they need to come back. I pray right now they would all pray this with me. Would you pray this with me? Dear Jesus, be the leader of my life. Be the Savior of my soul. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of unrighteousness. Oh, Jesus, increase my faith that I would live by faith each and every day. Oh God, I repent. I repent of all my sins. Make my heart as white as snow and write my name in the Lamb's book of life. 
I declare you, my Lord, my Savior, in Jesus' name, amen. Wow. You know, what we focus on will either strengthen or it will weaken our faith. So I want to remind us of a verse I, well, I said earlier. Philippians 4.8 Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Let's all pay more attention to what we're meditating, what we're focusing on, that our faith would be strengthened and not weakened. I just pray the Lord bless you and increase your faith in Jesus' holy name. Amen. God bless everybody. Well, we hope this message helps you to take your next step closer to Jesus. Here's a great question to ask yourself right now. How will I be different because of what I just heard today? Well, for more info about us, go to rrf.church or find us on Facebook. I'm Pastor Marvin thanking you for taking the time to join us.